the, the National Renewable Energy Lab of the U.S. has uh, estimated that batteries that are being produced today should last 12 to 15 years. So that's, that's better than I actually thought. Um, now there's, there's things you can do to extend that. Basically it comes down to two things. There's two things that are really de detrimental to your batteries. This is Middle Tennessee Electric's Plugged In Podcast. This podcast focuses on the world of electric vehicles. It is for all EV enthusiasts. Whether you are an early adopter and have been driving an EV for years, or you're just starting your research, this podcast is for you. Today we're going to be talking about routine maintenance that you would have to have on an EV. Hi, I'm Amy Byers. And I'm Brandon Wagner. And we would like to welcome you to Middle Tennessee Electric's Plugged In Podcast. So Brandon, the last time we had a podcast, we talked about the cost of an ICE vehicle, internal combustion engine, versus the EV. And one of the things we talked about barely was maintenance. You know, with any vehicle you have, you're going to have regular maintenance. And one of the uh, statistics you talked about was the, the moving parts on the ICE vehicle, which is about 2,000 plus moving parts on an ICE vehicle versus 20 on the EV drivetrain. So obviously when you've got less parts to worry about, there's going to be less maintenance, but can you elaborate a little bit on that? Sure. Uh, you know, it's, you're right. The, the moving parts, you're 1% of, of the moving parts. And, and it's a good barometer for indicating how much maintenance you can expect because those are the things that normally get worn out. You know, they're, they, they get hot and break or, or whatever. They, they need fluid to cool down and all that stuff. Um, so that, that's a good indication that there's going to be less maintenance required because there's less parts that could break. But then when you think about the fact that there's, there's no uh, oil changes and there's, there's um, all, all of the, uh, the transmission, there is no transmission. It's just a one gear reduction. Um, so from that perspective, there's a lot less maintenance. There's still the, the typical fluids for your, your windshield wiper and that sort of, I mean, the small things, but um, generally the things that are the top maintenance items on vehicles, uh, they don't apply to electric vehicles. Some of it would, would be um, your air conditioner and that sort of thing, but uh, uh, thermostat maybe. But, but a lot of those don't apply to electric vehicle that you would have with the ICE vehicle. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, you're, you'd have to replace tires. I assume that's going to be the same situation, you know, depending on how many miles you put on a vehicle. That's going to, you know, for, for both the ICE and the EV, that's going to be about the same. It's actually a little bit more on the tires. So tires will wear out probably a little bit faster on, on the, the EV. EV? Mm -hmm. And there's two reasons that, that people think that that's the, the case. One is that EVs are typically a little heavier. And so it just wears out the tires a little bit more. To, so is that the to, weight of the batteries? The, it is. The weight of the batteries wears, wears the tires out faster. And I then also you've, you've got the instantaneous torque. So starting, stopping, you know, just a little bit more wear on the versus the gradual roll. Mm. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, I would not have thought about that. So what about, what about the brakes? You know, brakes to me is on both cars. It would be about the same. So is it, is it still a, a different situation? EV versus ice on the brakes? Well, brakes should actually last longer on an EV. And, and, and it really depends on how you prefer to drive your EV. I, personally, I don't like the regenerative braking. I, I like to coast to a stop. But if so, you, so explain 
what 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 did you call that? A regenerative yeah. breaking. Explain what that is well, it's, for it's, those of us like me, <laughs> novices that that don't know. Yeah. So some people call it one pedal driving, and what it what it does is when you let off the gas, it it regens the energy, so the the motor will take and slow itself down and pump the energy back to your battery with hopes of adding more range. So I know people that will get to the top of Mont Eagle and turn on regenerative braking and ride down it and they'll get down to the bottom of the of the mountain and have more in, uh, range than they did at the top. So that, it, that and what it basically does it puts force on your vehicle to slow down anyway and so, so your your brakes don't actually have to slow down in those situations. So if you're driving along and you have your you know, your foot on the gas, and you just lift your foot off the gas, you're going to stop? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, Without having to hit the brake? That's right. And it, obviously, if you're, you know, you're driving down the interstate and someone brakes in front of you, you'll have to still hit the brake, but you will coast to a stop much faster. And, and actually, it takes some getting used to this. One reason I don't love it, I just like to let go and coast. But I mean, you'll when you let off of it, it'll it'll kind of feel like you're putting the brakes on, and you'll kind of move forward a little bit with the inertia. But it will save the brake life, and it, and it'll extend your your range on your battery. Oh, so that's just gonna that's gonna just take some getting used to when you get that EV to to figure that out. But but that's good to know. So you've got tires that are going to wear out a little faster, and then the offset of that, I guess, is the brakes that you can get a little longer life out of. Right. One more thing about tires that is blows me away, um, and and all this everyone that has an EV already knows this, but there's no spare tire in these cars. So the first time I heard about this was a friend of mine who uh, had a flat on the side of the road, and he popped his trunk to find the spare, and there is none. And I thought that that was a, a Nissan Leaf, and I thought, well, that's weird. That must be specific to Nissan. No, it's it's a general practice for electric vehicles not to put a spare in. Um, I've tried to research, figure out why that is, and, and most people say it's you're you're trying to keep the the weight as light as possible to get as much range on the vehicle as you can. So beware. That's now, a good note to. I mean, I would have not thought that either. Yeah. Now a lot of these, what these um, car manufacturers will do is they'll enroll you in like a AAA or something. So if you you do get a flat, you, you call AAA and get a tow. But you won't be able to change your tire. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I've, I've recently been in the situation of a flat tire mm -hmm. um, in Nolansville. So not really out in the middle of, I mean, Nolansville's very close to Franklin, to Nashville, to Brentwood, to Murfreesboro even. I mean, you're like 30 minutes from everywhere, you have several major cities in Nolansville. And we called AAA and had to wait like three hours until mm -hmm. we finally were like, you know, I don't know why we sat there, you know, that long because we kept, they're like, we're coming, maybe more like two hours, but they were like, we're coming, we're coming. And so finally we saw a tow truck drive by. He wasn't for us. We just saw him drive by and we saw his, the name on the truck and we looked it up real quick and we were like, hey, can you come get us? And he was there within 30 minutes. So yep. um, that is going to be, you know, if you're on a trip, um, we, we've had to, to, have to have a flat tire on a trip, you know, where you, where you are having to wait, you know, you don't, not in a familiar territory and you really are having to wait and, you know, when you could just change it and get on the road, right? Um, that's, that is something definitely to consider if you're looking to take these on trips, really, right. I think. Yeah. It's something to be aware of. You don't, yeah. you don't want to learn about it from firsthand experience, you want to right. go ahead and be prepared. <laughs> yeah. Getting there looking for it and it's not there. Right. So, oh goodness. Um, so, 
let's talk a little bit about the batteries. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the batteries obviously are the heart and soul of the, the electric vehicles. Um, what are your thoughts on on that? And and is there maintenance required for those? Is there something you can do to make it you know last a little longer? Or and what is the life expectancy on that? Yeah, so the the National Renewable Energy Lab of the U.S. has uh, estimated that batteries that are being produced today should last 12 to 15 years. So that's that's better than I actually thought. Um, now there's there's things you can do to extend that. Basically, it comes down to two things. There's two things that are really de- detrimental to your batteries. One of them is extreme temperature, and so we're fortunate, you know, in Middle Tennessee area, we don't get really cold. I mean, we, we have a few of those days, but it's not the the norm. Mm-hmm. So we should be able to get easily those 12 to 15 years. So anything you can do to warm your battery up on a cold day before you drive it. Um, I know a lot of these vehicles, if you tell it I'm going to leave in 10 minutes, it'll start warming the batteries up. Not only will it give you more range for the day, but it's just good for the life of your battery. The other thing is charging itself. And most of these vehicles, they know what your what the batteries can handle, so they'll they'll shut it off at, at 85 to 90%. You don't want to charge it all the way to 100%, and you don't want to discharge it all the way to zero. That That's going to really um, reduce the life of your battery. So why wouldn't you want to charge it to 100%? There's something about the chemistry that just, um, it, it, I, I don't really know all the, the scientific reasons why, but there's something about when it hits that level that it, it, the chemistry starts to break down. Hmm. And same thing for when it goes all the way down to zero. Hmm. But if you can keep it somewhere between 10 to 90% or even 20 to 80%, you're gonna have the best longevity of your battery. We're going to take a quick break from the podcast so I can let you know about Middle Tennessee Electric's EV Ready program. This program gives a $50 credit to Middle Tennessee Electric members who have installed or are in the process of installing a level two charger in their home. For more information on this program, go to mte.com forward slash drive EV. Now back to the podcast. So what I'm thinking when, when you said that the 12 to um, 15 years. So I, I don't typically keep a car 12 or 15 years. Um, I, I don't, you know, some people do, some people will buy it and drive it until it's runs in the ground. And, and but, but a lot of people don't, you know, they want the, a newer car after, you know, at least 10 years, you know, mm-hmm. get a new car. So I guess my concern, and I, and I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of throwing this out there and you may not have an answer for it, but my concern is I'm sitting here at eight, nine years. I know my battery's life's coming up. I'm gonna go ahead and trade this in, mm-hmm. get me a new car. Then you have a lot of EVs on the market, used EVs are gonna turn around and sell them. You know, that's almost like a buyer beware type of situation. You know, do you have, will those dealerships put new batteries in them before they sell them? Will there be some type of, you know, I, and you may not know, and we may not be there yet because we're not 10 to 15 years out, but I definitely think that's something people need if, if you're in the market for a used EV. Yeah, you're right. You need to be, go ahead and start planning for, you know, what's my exit plan when mm-hmm. I get out of this and, and what am I looking for? What am I, what can I expect if I'm buying a, a, a 10 year old EV? I, I do think what probably is going to happen is these these cars are more like 
technology like a phone than they are a car. And so I think most people, I don't know that most of them will even keep them for nine or 10 years because the technology is going to be outdated, sort of like your iPhone, you know, how it gets outdated within a couple of years. Um, now, what we are seeing is that some of these battery manufacturers are doing what they call second life projects. And so after 12 or 15 years, that battery may not be suitable to be in, in an electric vehicle. But it might be a really great option for demand response at your home. So if you have solar on your house and um, that you want to charge up these batteries so that, hey, the sun's shining, I'm, I'm at work and I'm not getting to take advantage of that, these batteries might be a good thing to, to have for you to do that. And that way you, you charge up with the sun while you're at work, you come home and you can power your house from the batteries. So there are those kinds of projects going on right now. I know Nissan is, is leading the way with that. Yeah. And, and I assume that that's just going to continue because there's, there's a lot of research going on, a lot of concern about what happens at the end of these, are we going to have batteries just everywhere? Right. And I think there's, there's, there's a vested interest in figuring out a solution and extending that life beyond just for an electric vehicle. So speaking, you know, as we're speaking of battery lives and stuff, what about chargers? Is, is there's, I know there's several, what, three different levels of charging, um, mm-hmm. you know, just the plugging in to your outlet and then a couple of more, you can probably go into more in-depth of what they were, but is one way to charge it better for the battery and the life of the battery than some of the others? It is. So there's, there's not a lot of hard data on how much the impact is of level three charging, but the level three charging, if you if you do it a lot, it will reduce the life of your battery. So um, obviously, there's there's times where you're traveling and you just have to. Um, th- that's not going to do a, a noticeable damage to your the life of your battery. But if if you plan to do that exclusively, well, for one, it's going to cost you probably three to four times as much as if you're charging at your house. Uh, but also, it will. It's not good for the battery. There's something about the chemistry. I actually noticed with my iPhone, I got like a big brick wall charger one time, and I noticed that thing would charge my iPhone like that. But within like a year, my battery was not lasting throughout the day like it used to. So it's it's not just specific to the vehicle. It's I guess it's something with the lithium ion stuff. But I don't. I, I'm obviously not a chemistry person, but. Um, but everyone will say the same thing. You, you, you want to use it when you have to. Otherwise, try to make plans for level two charging or at your house or at, at your work, something like that. Well, and that's, you know, that saves you battery life, saves you money. Right. Um, so that's the, the best all the way around. So we've talked a little bit about maintenance, and I don't know that you're going to be able to, I think I'm, might, I might stump you here, but um, just because it's so new, I don't, I don't know that the answers are out there now. But when we're talking about repairs, something goes wrong. Um, you know, a lot of times people have their garage mechanics. They go to, you know, I don't know that you're going to be able to do that with EVs. You know, do you, you know, dealers versus, um, you know, third-party mechanics. Now you're, you, you may be best to just stay with the the dealerships for now. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Have you heard anything? Yeah, I'm, for now, I would say stick with the dealerships. I think there's just too much unknown and there's some you know our adam who we work with he, he's got some friends that that are in that area and they're they're third party and there's some some uh certification stuff they have to get to, to be able to do it and it's it's just it's just hard i think right now the best bet is to to work with your dealer um some of these dealers are getting real creative like tesla if you if you have maintenance 
you you can do what they call like a mobile service where a, a mobile car will drive to your house and and do the appointment there you don't even have to take it to the tesla sales center so there there's still a lot to to clear up there but i do think i'm, I'm not the best source to answer this so what i would like to do is ask our, our car club members and our listeners they've they've i'm sure they've experienced this and uh, it's a question we get a lot so if, if they're willing to um, uh, to go and share that, we would love that. So if you're listening, you're you're you know you're a member of the car club, would love it if you would um, go to our Facebook group and and let us know what's your experience with maintenance. Who do you call? Maybe maybe there are some third part, third parties that you've you've had some success with. I know there are people who want to know that they're they haven't had to maybe encounter it yet, but they want to go ahead and prepare. So. Um, I'd love it if our members would chime in. Yeah, and if you're not on Facebook, you can email us at the EV Car Club at MTE.com. Thanks everybody for listening today. For more information on MTE's Drive EV programs, you can go to MTE.com forward slash Drive EV. Until next time, plug in, power up, and drive safe. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review. Also, we would love to hear from you. If you have any ideas of topics you would like for us to discuss, please email us at driveev at mte.com. Thanks for listening.